gentlemen welcome to the bitkashi cam podcast hello and welcome my dear subscribers today i'm your host neha joshi jain and would like to thank all our subscribers for watching and sharing love on our episodes of because she can today's episode we are celebrating the zeal of a woman to do what she aspires to do the passion with which she breaks stereotypes with the intention of doing good for the society three totally independent works but all inclined towards creating a better world for every capable woman who either doesn't get a chance or doesn't get a voice started as a startup at the age of 31 our guest started think hall training consultancy which is now a sme secondly she established women entrepreneurs for transformation which has now merged to become asmi thirdly she started a movement pan india red dot initiative which helps and supports the victims of domestic violence and other kind of abuses a basketball player who used to love riding a motorbike a tomboy of her dad may i introduce the very ambitious woman entrepreneur and an inspiration for many iti rawat so basically uh, when i was recording the introduction for you i introduced you somebody with so much of zeal that passion that you have of doing like ye to mujhe karna hi hai maine soch liya and i am already there to push myself three organizations parallelly you are running like think all uh, then you have weft which is now asmi yes. uh, the women entrepreneurs for transformation yes. and thirdly the initiative which is also an organization now i think it is it was a movement pan india and then you were a tomboy of your dad as you told you loved riding bikes yes and you were a bindas girl in college so <laughs> this rigor and this fire in you where does it come from that self motivation in you does it belong somewhere from your childhood uh, as you said that yes i was a tomboy uh, i used to participate in multiple things and i used to love doing different things so jack of all trades is what you can say uh, and uh, that's where the whole uh, thing comes up and uh, just to put you put things right so i run actually two organizations parallelly all right and weft has now become asmi yes. and under asmi is the red dot initiative is one of the initiatives the campaigns that we have taken which has become so big now and it is uh, quite popular so Uh, it's it's kind of looks like uh, that it is a company in itself yes because yeah. and it is for a lovely cause yes like a great cause i would say yeah. and i think you've rescued a lot of women under that yes a uh, 400 plus cases already pan india pan india wow and you started this initiative during covid I yes assume. during pandemic exactly All right can you tell us more about the red dot initiative please uh so uh, on 30th of march is exactly when red dot initiative started a uh, few days before that uh, i got a call from uh, one of my friends uh, who was part of weft and uh, she told me that uh, there is a domestic abuse happening etc etc and i i could help similarly there were other two cases also that came uh, to me one from uh, somebody i knew uh, and uh, somebody who was already there uh, uh, i was talking to i started to realize that there is something going amiss yeah. uh, and uh, i happened to speak to one of the chairpersons of uh, national commission for women and uh, when i was seeking help for them and she told me that it is actually on a 10 year uh, rise and the cases have uh, gone out of the 
roof and we really need organizations like you to come up step up and do something about it so uh, when this thing happens then uh, you know a, a woman helping supporting women and we have already seen that two cases we were able to support them with the rescue we were able to support them with the required help that they needed at that point of time but red dot initiative came like a thought process that like this many others would be there at least these two women reported there would be many other women who would not be able to report also because right. uh, traditionally what we have been told about is that ghar ki cheez ghar mein rehni chahiye apna you know meli chadar bahar mat dho aur is tarah se we are told about this right so uh, i came up with this thought process that why not we have a language less symbol for telling people who who are seeking help and they can't talk so red dot on the palm red dot is very easily available you put sindoors you put bindis you put sketch pens are there at home so just put a red dot on the palm and red dot initiative is basically if you have a red dot on the palm then you are a domestic violence victim or abuse victim and you can seek help from anybody wow. and people can then connect to us whoever has seen this red dot uh, on the palm and they can we can then take action uh, as in whatever it is so it's through the numbers and yeah. the emails that uh, email ids that you have yes. circulated across yes that's what an initiative and really congratulations on that thank you so much so coming to your childhood now how was your relationship with your father was he a person who motivated you to do what you can think i i think i owe everything to my father uh, what i am today and uh, if if people call me that yeah you have done something uh, i close my eyes and first thing i do is that i thank my father that uh, thank you for giving me the support and what i am today uh, i've seen many uh, women uh, some friends also uh, who were not brought up the way they should have been they have the fire they have the potential in them but somewhere their childhood actually stops them from giving out their potential completely sure. it was the other way around for me i was a very shy girl my father changed me into the person that i am he pushed me to my limits he pushed me to the potential that i have lived my life through wow and uh, i want to come to the place where you spent most of your childhood that's mm. patna i think patna, yes. in bihar yes and your dad was in military and you were shifting to places but i think the major portion you stayed in patna yeah and people say that in bihar people are so intelligent most of the is officers best doctors and engineers come from there yes so wahan ke pani mein intelligence ghula hota hai or there was some other experiences that you had uh, i can say both ganga ka pani peete hai to ganga ka pani se zyada pure aur kuch nahi hota hai right, right. Uh, so i really believe that ha pani mein to definitely kuch ghula hai at the same time uh, patna is a very small city with lot of high dreams from people uh people look up upon uh, kids who actually make it uh, up to a certain level and education is the main source of entertainment spending time and everything <laughs> over there so very clearly your peers are learning so much everyone wants to be part of uh, the administration or become a doctor or become an engineer you end up studying yourself too because that environment is created like that yeah But, uh, true so since since we are in our late 30s i am also from the same generation and during our time i remember that we had this problem everything is set parents are set academically strong finance is no problem but what to do yeah like the options were so limited it was just being a doctor engineer or a civil servant Absolutely. did you also go through something like that uh, at that point of time uh, 
from the era that and the generation that we have come in uh, very clearly girls were defined as okay they are studying that means they are going to turn into doctors boys were defined as okay they are studying that means they are going to turn into engineers right and uh, of course cat used to be the national hobby of india and uh, uh, people used to believe that uh, you land up into, somewhere great yeah, getting into this. services was mm -hmm. the core was that you have to become something you have to take up these big jobs yeah for sure <laughs> So how did you land up into something absolutely different? Like I said that I've always been the jack of all trades. So I was also being brought up to become a doctor. My grandfather used to tell me that please become a doctor someday. And uh, that's what uh, came into me. So I took up PCB in my 12th. But post that I realized that maybe this is not the field for me. And that is where I shifted gears. Uh, so one after the other, multiple experiments, and then finally ended up somehow in NIFT. And uh, uh, NIFT, coming from the fashion and the retail world, I ended up uh, being in a corporate job in the retail uh, industry. Wow. <laughs> and from the retail industry, where you worked with big brands like Nike and Apple, I think, what was the trigger point that now it's time and I want to start on my own? <laughs> So uh, biggest motivation one was, of course, uh, I was on my family way and I wanted to spend more time with my child. Needless to say that corporates don't give so much of time, uh, you know, that you have yes. to uh, be with your child. So that was uh, one uh, thought process. And uh, I always wanted to be financially independent. So there was no way that I was going to sit back at home and uh, not do anything about it. So that's when I started creating my first business plan and uh, I thought that uh, that uh, this is the way to go about it with no idea, no experience at all, but it all just, just started and it just happened. I was researching about you and uh, somewhere I think you mentioned certain derogatory remarks which were given by the industry people where mm -hmm. you were working, mm -hmm. sometimes in sales. Because she's a female. Correct. When you were a mother, mm. it was uh, you can't keep the breast milk in the refrigerator because it is objectionable. Yes. And finally, as an entrepreneur, when they said, Oh, you are supposed to do household work also, so do you feel that this was a push for you or that was a holding back for you in all these situations? Uh, so I've been a feminist all my life. I have uh, born, brought up in such a way that we never saw that, uh, okay, man could be different and women would be different specifically in the workplace. Uh, when we saw that the differences are actually there and uh, it is actually existing, it was a mind-boggling thing for us. And uh, I realized that something needs to be done about it. I was running a, absolutely a different company, which was into training and uh, content development, etc., which Here, is uh, the which is think hall think hall think hall yes and uh, that's when i realized uh, that once the company was established and was uh, running a little smoothly that there has to be something to be done about it right that's where the thought process of weft first came in that uh, i have to do something and and it was an ngo so yes very clearly i wanted to give back to the society and uh, wanted uh, that whatever pains I have gone through, yeah. other women should not be facing How nice. those pains. You know, you experienced that thing yeah. in getting the investors and the journey that you had. You wanted nobody else to go through that. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So that's how this uh, weft came into being. Yes. Uh, women Entrepreneurs for Transformation. Transformation. Huh? Please tell us more about that. 
Okay, so we started pretty small. Uh, it was just a first conference when it happened. We talked about that. Okay, let's network girls because we have uh, we are very lagging behind right now in networking space. And there, there was just eight percent women entrepreneurs at that point of time uh, when we started Weft. Uh, now there are almost twenty six percent at this point of time. Yeah. Uh, so when we started this, uh, almost eighty women came together in the first meet itself, oh. which was big. I mm. I I could feel I could sense that energy in each one of them when they came out and said yes we need networking we need to collaborate we need to help each other let's become each other's partners let's become each other's vendors and support each other that was the start of women supporting women and that movement that I saw and it just grew and grew and grew uh, in five years time we were almost 5000 plus members now attached to it and multiple uh, partners who came in support of organizations like this. And now WEFT has turned into ASMI, which has merged with Mama Show. Now we are actually showcasing a lot many women and giving them a platform which they much need. Super congratulations. Thank like you. starting from where a single person, yeah. you have reached 5,000 plus, like yes. not easy. <laughs> so you are a great leader and a good leader needs a good team. For sure. Do you think that you've always got a good team behind you? Always. I uh, owe and I always appreciate the team right from the first employee that we hired uh, all the way to till date. The people whom we are working with, they are so amazing people and with great talents and great skills. So it, it's actually kind of uh, a mixed bag that uh, we carry as entrepreneurs, right? When we are uh, moving up and we have a vision etc people to believe in our vision in itself is a big thing and then carry on that vision with you and uh, take it forward work towards it make it happen for you uh, i think we should be folding our hands and being grateful to each one of them who exist I mean, true yeah but did you have any hiccups around that it it, it sounds very uh, fairy but uh, <laughs> dreamy in fact but actually, there are a lot of hiccups. Initially, yeah. there are small firms and people don't trust yeah. uh, an entrepreneur. Okay, where will we land up? Will Correct. we have a progress or not? Did you face something like that with the people who were working? A lot of you? times, a lot of times. So we had this uh, uh, policies of work from home, flexi hours, etc. So uh, initially, when the policies were not very stringent and well-established ones, uh, a lot of people used to take us for a ride. That is when... Uh, we realize that you have to fix up the policies first, fix up the operations and then move forward. Now it's pretty much there. Uh, we did not do away with uh, such nice policies, but uh, we uh, definitely fixed up uh, whatever was required to be mended. So all these derogatory remarks, do you think that it was a push or a pullback in whatever the way you were working? Uh, yeah, so what happened actually was that I was working in sale. Uh, suddenly a product person came into um, sales and uh, then a uh, lot of uh, people could not see uh, that uh, a woman is working in a sales team and we had only men sitting around the, around the meeting table uh, and only one woman appearing. Uh, taking the voice out and providing an opinion around it was uh, a quite difficult task. Uh, and at that point of time, there was, uh, you know, uh, you are young, you want to do something about it, you want to be out there. Uh, but uh, still you are shunned down just because uh, you belong to a certain gender mm. uh, was the kind of bias we were facing. 
Apart from that, there was also a gender pay parity. Uh, very clearly incorporates uh, we are, uh, girls are not paid up to the level of what the boys counterparts are paid mm. so uh, that made the whole difference and dynamics change quite a bit mm -hmm. so that was one thing and uh, once you become a mother now things have changed drastically and you know about that but um, in those days uh, like 10 years back almost 10 uh, to 12 years back mm. uh, we realized that uh, uh, women who become pregnant are uh, seen in a different category altogether. Oh, now she cannot work. Oh, now she cannot travel. Now there is this has become a give her less work. Huh? Mm. And uh, now she is more of a foundation for us than a uh, liability. You know, a liability right yeah. now. That was a thought process. Yeah. Yes. And uh, plus pumping the uh, milk in office is something that a new mother would do who's working Absolutely. no matter what mm -hmm. right nowadays people are normalizing it and people are still seeing it now as okay this is something different natural yes natural uh, i just wanted to the yesterday actually i was watching this movie uh, rocky rani ki yes and there was a dialogue in that movie the uh, that the day you guys will start seeing women as the same human beings start treating us the same way not as something which is a different person altogether true. that day we will be talking about equality yes so i had faced these situations so true putting baby's food mm. on in the fridge which was a breast milk just because it is coming from a woman's breast <laughs> it is treated differently yeah. but they do not consider this that hey this is the lunch and the food and for the, the dinner child. for the child so true uh, still till date i have seen that women have to run to the washrooms and lose to breastfeed their babies because they do not have the right facilities so and true. openly breastfeeding is still considered a taboo, it's a taboo. right now and it's changing but yes how many women would be doing that yeah. right now mm -hmm. we don't see it that mm -hmm. very clearly say that uh, women are still not open about it that they cannot breastfeed openly in india correct so we are way uh, behind right now with giving the right and equal opportunity, not just to women, to the humankind itself. I mean, that is your next future generation, the Absolutely. race who's feeding. Uh, the woman right is now. doing a double job double in fact. Job. Absolutely. Exactly. So true. And what happened during that investment time when you were a mother, you were managing a couple of companies, but they said that how can we invest in a company yeah. where a female is handling? So, uh, there is uh, so uh, the VC area at that point of time was filled with rich men with a lot of wealth who those HNIs who have accumulated wealth but uh, mindset wise they were still very very way back mm. at that point of time uh, very clearly when we used to put up uh, the numbers in front of them we would give a wonderful pitch the idea would be loved and then the questions start pouring on you that uh, oh if you are planning to do this then who's going to take care of your child or uh, questions like uh, um, how are you uh, going to take it ahead is it just a hobby for you or you know seeing you with completely a biased lenses that she's not serious about it yeah she has probably a backing of a a husband behind you and then she's not financially depending on it that is something had to change mm -hmm. and uh, yeah slowly now now we see even women are becoming vcs yeah so things have changed drastically from those days to till date
So even on the investors table also, uh, women has to actually first put that, shun that down that, hey, there is a gender bias lens, please break it first and then they have to talk. It's extremely difficult. Very nice. And since you spoke about your husband, what has been his role in your life of success, whatever you've achieved yeah. now? Uh, he's, he is the power that I get. He's, he's been a backbone. He's, he's uh, been mentor, a friend and everything. A um, lot of times people think that uh, it's his brain also, but it's not his brain. It's my brain <laughs> and my work completely. But at the same time... Now it's the, on camera. It's yes. recorded. But uh, the kind of emotional support that he has given, the kind of uh, support that is required uh, from a person who's working with you. So very clearly he's given And definitely that. you can brainstorm things together yes. when your thinkings are alike. Yes. And uh, is he also a feminist as you said? He has to be, right? He somebody, has to be. <laughs> yeah, somebody who True. believes that a woman owes uh, equal rights uh, yes. and uh, has should get the fair opportunity. I right. think all those people are feminist. Right. In your line of work, when you started as a single person, yeah. what were the tools that you equipped yourself with eventually? Because you had no background of business. How did you do that? A very important thing you have asked. And uh, this is something I keep on telling uh, the startups that I'm mentoring right now as well. That first thing is that equip yourself with tech. Extremely important. Uh, most of the women I find are scared of technology, scared of tech, uh, and scared of finances, numbers. Yes. So even I was weak at finances. I was coming from background of product and uh, sales, etc. But um, uh, you know, finance sheets, etc., look a little bit of uh, alien to me. Yes. But at this point of time, I can read through them. I can question them. I can actually create them if it mm -hmm. is required. So you need to equip yourself, you need to skill yourself because as an entrepreneur, as a founder of a company, very clearly you need that effort uh, to equip yourself. Needless to say, the skill that you are actually selling, the skill that you are into, you have to learn that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, my run, uh, company is actually doing content development. Mm -hmm. so I'm a content developer myself. I've mm -hmm. learned about it. Mm -hmm. I've learned about social media and mm -hmm. digital. I, I used to call myself a few years back Instagram challenged. But now I am an Instagram pro because <laughs> I've learned that skill yes. that how exactly we move ahead. Without yeah, it's that, a need of the eye. You can't really do the you business. You can't do without Yeah, true. And I think you even took some courses in... Uh, some reputed colleges. Yes. yes. That was to build that uh, business flair and essence. Uh, I joined uh, NSR cell uh, at uh, IM Bangalore. All right. Uh, they had uh, the specific women uh, program. And wow. it was a nice six months of rigor rigorous training by those IM professors directly uh, with a lot of projects and a lot of... Uh, so it actually uh, leaves a path for you to tread on it and uh, then you can go a little more smoothly ahead. Yes, uh, yes. After that, I did not stop. I really liked the program and uh, I got uh, an opportunity to, to get accelerated by uh, Indian School of Business. Uh, they had Atal Incubation Center. Oh, wow. So I was part of uh, their program as well. So you recommend that one should take, the budding entrepreneur should take certain path like that where they go to institutes for smaller programs or workshops which can enhance them with those skills that probably they feel challenged with. Absolutely. I right. mean, uh, very clearly, the uh, 
see there is a set of mentors that you will get who uh, can talk to you and tell you that what is right for your business what is not right for you it's right. up to you uh, as an entrepreneur what advices you will be taking mm -hmm. skilling is uh, one thing another thing that is extremely important that comes along with these uh, programs is networking because yes. you build up a startup network mm -hmm. and then you can take support from each other learn from each other mm -hmm. so that's a wonderful opportunity i believe that you should definitely take it up <laughs> you have always emphasized on legacy businesses that yes. there has been no woman who's had a legacy like tatas and villas you have a daughter i think so do you intend to make a legacy for her yeah so i won't say that no woman has built a legacy now there many women been. are now uh, on the league and on the run right now to build a legacy and there are some uh, big names already Absolutely. there on the pages but yes uh, i can very clearly count them on the fingers yes <laughs> so uh, yeah i believe that anything that you are putting in uh, specifically for i have two daughters uh those two daughters should grow up to see me as an inspiration and uh, should see me as an idol very clearly so i'm not just running and doing this for myself i think i owe it to my daughters and uh, they should see me as an inspiration and say that okay my mother has done it so i can do that absolutely very true so okay so i'm very curious about all the three things that you do so what are the working models is it the same style of working in all three places as in there are two companies but there are three different works that are going on in all three yeah. can you please tell us more about that uh, so thinkhall is my first baby the thinkhall is a uh, training we provide training to any companies uh, that uh, are looking for it and anything apart from that that a lnd person is planning to outsource like content development for example a um, lot many companies have got uh, lmss on their own we create the content for them so we have a team which creates 2d 3d animation we create interactive slides okay. business simulations we have also now started creating work on 3d and uh, meta humans etc oh, wow. so it's a different level altogether mm -hmm. industry has still not adapted that very well but uh, yeah we work on uh, those uh, 3d based uh, simulation ar vr kind of projections etc as well now uh, so the, and, and there is a huge opportunity Uh, and there. these are all online courses that yeah do. online courses uh, if it is internal online uh, courses as well those we create we also have got our own lms okay uh, we provide uh, plug and play courses also thinkall academy is exactly that yes. so in, anyone who is looking for um, uh, courses to be done just uh, go out there and pay and do the courses those courses are also available we sell that to b2 uh, b's also in case if they are looking for just uh some uh, courses or or they can get customized so that's what thinkhall is into uh, asmi is a platform now because we have merged together with uh, uh, the mahua show and uh, we are actually video casting now video casting women for untold stories of women oh wow and okay. uh, uh, we uh, also at the same time uh, do lot of uh, social work for women so all the projects and proceeds that we collect uh, ultimately goes to the betterment of uh, women so red dot initiative immediately comes under asmi now and uh, other initiatives parallelly like project samanta etc where we support uh, women who do not have any resources at all underprivileged women right so right. To, how do one create an underprivileged woman into uh, entrepreneur right so under project samanta we've already conducted uh, eight women 
Uh, we have uh, opened a couple of tea stalls. We have already opened one tiffin center. We have opened one uh, uh, this tailoring shops. So all these work has been done already. And that's all uh, Pan India. Pan India, yes. And you operate from Bangalore. Yes, we operate from Bangalore. All uh, both the companies operate. From both Bangalore. the co companies. Correct. Very interesting. So Iti, uh, financial independence is something that you really promote. And I think you have made a lot of women financially independent also. But why is it so close to your heart? I'll just uh, give you an example, Neha. Uh, one of the cases of financial, the Red Dot Initiative that I'm going to talk about, uh, how financial independence was so important and uh, why it changed a woman's life. Uh, there was this lady who came to me with uh, nothing in her bank balance, literally zilch, because uh, whatever she had earned before her wedding was taken by her, his uh, uh, husband. And uh, the family was actually uh, was ensuring that whatever she is getting in her hand is very, very minimalistic, something that is bare basic, which was getting spent in the household itself. Oh. So there was nothing that she used to get for herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, she realized this after the child was born, once the child was naturally your expenses increases, but the salary or whatever uh, money that she was getting in hand to spend in the household that never increased. Oh. So all the diapers, all the milk uh, products and the food and the uh, whatever is required for the children, she was not able to manage that very well. Naturally. That's where the fight started. Mm -hmm. And uh, she came to me and uh, she spoke to me about it, that this is what is happening and I'm getting abused because of that. Financially, there is no resource that I have right now. Mm -hmm. So we asked her that how much educated she, I realized that she, she was already working as a professor in one of the universities earlier. Wow. And uh, then she left everything because the child was born and she had a break of good, three or four years mm -hmm. so we spoke to some of the colleges nearby and realized that there is a vacancy that is available we uh, got her in and uh, she started working again uh, and of course taking care of the child as well as working together mm -hmm. so uh, the right uh, facilities were also provided to her she came back to me and she said that i started with zilch absolutely scratch i had zero money in my bank account yes. at this point of time i've already made two lakh rupees this was over a period oh, of nice. time of course yeah. but uh, once uh, i heard this that she has a saving of something like this and at least she can sustain now on her own whatever her child is asking for whatever she wants to buy for herself she has that independence of taking that decision from her money and going out there and buying so this is extremely important. Yes, this is just so one true. of the cases and I'm sure that there are multiple families like this which do not allow women to take decisions on their money. In fact, I've seen women who don't take decisions for their own money. So agree to that. They have the money, but they, they have, don't know, they how, don't to know how to use it. Use it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, somewhere financial independence is not only earning your money, but also taking the and managing your decisions. Money. On Absolutely. And, uh, having that saving to sustain yourself in case, God forbid, there is an incident which appears in your life where you have to sail through yourself. Yeah. When did, when did you become financially independent? What age? I started working. That is the time I uh, became financially independent. Before that, I was living on my 
uh, <laughs> father's parents money but um, even during the college i used to do these uh, small gigs uh-huh. uh, because we used to get very limited money and you know college expenses are much higher than <laughs> what the college gigs True. give you uh so we used to take up these small part time jobs during mm-hmm. the college time also uh, in fact i used to do that from uh, my very very uh, childhood days also i used to take up small part time jobs and manage my uh, see money how you're backtracking <laughs> so now it comes down to you financially independent when you were a teenager teenager yeah, yeah. and that was by earning through a uh, very very small gigs like going and teaching somebody or uh, you know managing some uh, work for somebody in the household and things like that that was so entrepreneurship ka Haan. social work ka keeda bachpan se tha bachpan dimag mein se. <laughs> but i never realized it because i was trained in such a way ki service karna hai get a job get a job that is how i was trained so for 10 years i was uh, working in corporate and uh, i always regret that actually <laughs> i always keep saying that i should have oh my god i wasted my time it's been like 10 years <laughs> no i think that was experience for you uh, yes phir wo baatein kaise sunte jo unhone sunayi and how would we get iti rawat the way she is now <laughs> yeah yeah but but i learned a lot as well uh, i would not have uh, managed my business so well and efficiently yes. if it was not for those corporates for every sure. day is an experience that's what we say in yes. life yes any three tips that you would like to give to the youngsters today from based on your uh, experience of working being a mother and an entrepreneur sure so first working is basically that uh, there is no end to your stress level work life balance is extremely important so make sure that you have enough time for your family and uh, yourself and start saving from day one that is another advice i would like to give very very young people uh, as a mother uh, again the advice is similar always have a me time separated out for yourself so okay now we have this fun section wherein now we have already been grilling you but we'll grill you even more <laughs> but in a fun way <laughs> so the world wants to know what iti does in her personal life <laughs> iti for a formal day what attire would you choose um, very very formal attire mostly pants suits okay. that's uh, my go to pants suits <laughs> that's what i love to wear great so what is the favorite corner in your house uh my workplace i have a work office uh, at my home so that's my me area also where i do my meditation where i go and sit to relax have my cup of coffee and then start working oh nice okay given a super part to you which one place would you go and spend a month in a month in uh probably bora bora fiji island somewhere near the beach a beach person a beach person completely totally, totally. if you could have dinner with some celebrity uh-huh. a person you are dreaming of to go on a dinner date with who would that be uh, husband chris, please don't listen the husband can listen <laughs> okay. he knows about it chris hemsworth <laughs> oh hands down hands down <laughs> so i i love that person not because what he is on screen but what he he is off screen i don't okay. know if it is a portrait 
picture of him or if it is the reality but whatever he is portrayed the kind of time he spends with his uh, children the kind of time he spends with his wife oh you like him as a person also, i love right? him as a person so if you could travel back in time which era would you like to go in i don't want to travel back in time very clearly i oh, think that uh, how nice i'm a very that? very present person that let's improve whatever is around you rather than thinking about forget future. the past forget don't the past. think about the future live in present live in present very good if you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room what would it be unstoppable by sia ah i love that song <laughs> i i'm sure you would have taught your daughters also this song my daughter's name is sia s i a from her <laughs> oh my god see where are we landing <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your guilty pleasure when it comes to food indian food that mughlai kebabs and uh, i oh, i love it oh nice <laughs> if you could swap lives with someone for a day who would it be and why uh I, again i don't think so that i want to swap my life ever with anyone i mean you love your life i i love myself <laughs> what's your favorite way to unwind after a long day oh uh, just a very good nice music probably it uh, it depends on the mood it could be a ghazal it could be jazz also it completely depends on mood my mood with a nice wine in my hand that's my way of unwinding myself oh very nice yeah. <laughs> okay now quick ones ors okay books or movies movies okay dogs <laughs> or cats none <laughs> none you're not an animal person coffee or tea coffee okay summer or winter winter mhm mm music or podcasts podcasts okay sunrise or sunset uh sunrise always mhm mm you are an early morning early person early morning person what time uh 5 6 like uh -huh. that yeah. great comedy or thrill comedy so finally iti it was so nice to chat with you and i'm sure there are so many takeaways from this episode but i want to ask the final question what does this means to you because she can Uh, I think it's innate in all the women. Anyone who's denoted by the word pronoun she, I think uh, it's it's born in them. They are multitasker. They are great planners. They are the ones who do stuff actually, and uh, then not take credit for it. So uh, definitely true. you can, and uh, you have to. Mm -hmm. That is what uh, you know should be the the motto, the, the motto, and yes. the underlining. Yes. Uh, below it uh, very clearly that uh, uh, do not underestimate yourself do not be underconfident there's long wait for you to go rather than uh, you know just staying behind those closed doors or behind those walls i think uh, uh, there's so much in you that you can definitely awesome thank you so much for your time thank you neha <laughs> getting it's a momentum from our side for that awesome work that you are doing